This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The Biden administration released a plan on Tuesday to help the U.S. eliminate carbon emissions from the transportation sector by 2050. The blueprint says the U.S. will spend record levels of financing on that sector specifically, since it's the leading emitter of greenhouse gases warming the planet. The plan was developed by the Departments of Energy, Transportation, and Housing and Urban Development, along with the Environmental Protection Agency. To meet the 2050 goal, the administration plans to use billions of public dollars to expand the use of electric vehicles and low-carbon fuels. So today, we check in with Politico's Catherine Morehouse to understand the specific details of this plan and some of the challenges it faces. It's Wednesday, January 11th. Kat, the Biden administration released a plan to eliminate carbon emissions from the transportation sector by 2050. So broadly, what does this plan call for and where is the money coming from to do it? Yeah, so the plan basically details how the U.S. can put itself on a path to reaching the Biden administration's longstanding goals, which, as you note, includes decarbonizing the entire economy, including transportation by mid-century. And in order to do that, you need to transition all modes of transportation, whether it be the cars we drive, the heavy-duty vehicles like semi-trucks and buses, trains, planes, boats, all of that to either zero emissions fuels or kind of electrify those modes of transportation and put them on the power grid, which by that time under the administration's goals would also run on 100% clean electricity. And so what this plan does is lays out kind of the best technologies and fuels to transition various parts of the transportation sector to that zero emissions footprint. And it also lays out how funding from the bipartisan infrastructure law and the Inflation Reduction Act could be used to speed up deployment of the necessary infrastructure, for instance, like EV charging stations, in order to make that transition as as smooth as possible. Right. So you mentioned those two big bills from the previous Congress that Democrats passed. So, yeah, I'm wondering with what's been set in motion through those bills with funding and other policies, is the administration saying that's sufficient to meet their own goals here or is there more that the administration is saying has to happen? Yeah, it's a good question. And the IRA and the bipartisan infrastructure law, both of those do represent a record level of spending that we really haven't seen before on lowering emissions across the power sector and the transportation sector and and just a record investment in addressing climate change generally. And between the two of them, they're expected to lower economy-wide emissions more than 40% by 2030 relative to 2005 levels and 50 to 52% emissions by mid-century. But as we talked about, the administration's goals go farther than that. And so in order to get there, the blueprint definitely acknowledges that more work will need to be done to reach those broader goals, including potentially more incentives, more research and development type funding. And basically, there will likely need to be more that comes out of the government in terms of spending in order to get some of those technologies off the ground. And of course, that doesn't even address all the things that need to happen in the power sector, which is also really essential to reaching electrification goals in particular. Gotcha. And transitioning to the timeline of the plan. So we know carbon-free transportation by 2050 is the end goal, but the administration is also now providing a more detailed timeline that would set targets before 2040. So what's new there? 
Yeah. So to start off with, I think the the earliest timeline goals are related to the federal fleet. The Biden administration has set a lot of moving targets for decarbonizing the federal fleet of vehicles. That's kind of the low hanging fruit, something they can control a little more easily and kind of aiming to get that part of the U.S. transportation sector decarbonized first. And then beyond that, you kind of see in the 2030 to 2040 timeframe is when the administration hopes to really set aggressive targets to start to transition those major fleets well before the 2050 timeline intentionally, because as they note in the blueprint, there is a bit of a lag time between when, for instance, a new car is put on the market versus how long it actually takes for people to trade in their old vehicle and and purchase a new one. And so for the three biggest polluters, which the first one is light duty vehicles, which make up almost half of U.S. transportation emissions, The administration is hoping that half of that fleet will be zero emissions by 2030, that sales of that fleet and then federal light duty vehicles would be zero emissions by 2027. And they expect EVs to make up most of that fleet. And then for the second largest emitter, which is medium and heavy duty trucks and buses, the administration is aiming for 30 percent of new sales to be zero emissions by 2030 and 100 percent by 2040. And then aviation emissions, which are the third largest emitter, They're aiming for 20% of that transportation to be lower fuels, largely through sustainable liquid fuels, such as vegetable oil or biofuels. And that's by 2030 and then net zero by 2050. Gotcha. And did the White House highlight any of the barriers of the plan and reaching their targets and how they plan to address those? Yeah, high costs for these technologies still remains a big barrier. We have billions of dollars in federal funding available for infrastructure development, like we mentioned. But at the same time, if you think about what it would cost to transition just the entire U.S. infrastructure, that's just still a really high dollar amount. And the other part of it is beyond just the vehicles themselves, it's the infrastructure piece of it. So getting EV chargers built out and investing in rail to make sure more passengers have access to rail, that's a really big barrier. And also making sure that these vehicles and these these different modes of transportation are actually accessible to everyone, making sure there aren't barriers to low and middle income folks, for instance. There's also a bit of a a safety risk that kind of an unknown safety risk when it comes to the pipelines that would be needed to transfer hydrogen and other alternative fuels. So all of this will just require more studying, like I said, more research and development and more incentives and federal funding from the administration over time as it kind of continues to assess and learn from these barriers and kind of make this unprecedented shift. Also, on Tuesday, President Joe Biden appointed Elizabeth Klein to head the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management, an agency within the Interior Department that has sped up the development of renewable energy, specifically offshore wind, but has also drawn criticism for a lack of oil lease sales. Klein will replace Amanda Lefton, who will officially step down on January 19th, according to the department. Lefton's resignation caught some of the administration's allies by surprise, but there had been expectations that some interior personnel would resign since Republicans won back the House in November's midterm elections and promised to hold oversight hearings targeting the department. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow.
This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that one day can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com slash RNG.